Hello and welcome to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast. I am Craig Forrestal. I am That Sports Guy. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy, where you can find all of my latest football takes. Also, NFLDraftDiamonds.com is proud to feature the That Sports Guy podcast on its website. Stop by NFLDraftDiamonds.com, your official draft coverage king. Hello and welcome back to another player profile interview. Today we are lucky to have with us Coastal Carolina running back CJ Marable. But before we get into it, I am Craig Forrestal. You know me from Twitter as at that underscore sports underscore guy. But like I said, CJ Marable is with us today. CJ, how we doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, anytime, man. I want to get into it. Because you're from one of my favorite cities in the South. You're from the ATL. Now, I haven't stayed there for more than a couple of days, but what's life like in the ATL? What's life like in Atlanta? Uh, well, growing up, um, my mom always put me, in, put me in sports. She always made sure that I was involved with sports and staying focused. And um, I would just always go to school, play football, play baseball, run track and stuff like that. Got to high school. Um, the normal day in Atlanta in high school, after practice, uh, we'll go get wings and uh, go back to the crib, do homework, and start it all over again. So you had you had your little routine down. That's, that's good. That's the key to success. And speaking of success, yep. you found success at Presbyterian College. You ended up there after committing to Arkansas State. But once you landed at Presbyterian College, they were lucky to have found your talents. You earned all South, oh, excuse me, all Big yep. South honors. And in your first college game, you hit Wake Forest for 162. Is, is that how you pictured your first yep. year of college ball going, all conference and hitting 160 on Wake Forest? Yeah, most definitely. Like, I could tell you, like, um, with me not going to Arkansas State, I would just so motivated because I was sitting at the house for like the whole semester. I had took a semester off. So I was just so motivated. My drive was just, I was just so built up. Like I was like, I'm just going to prove Arkansas State wrong. I'm just going to prove them um, what they done to me. You know, what they done to me, they going to feel it. So, you know, all, throughout the whole spring practice, uh, fall camp at PC, I was just so focused on, I got to go crazy against Wake Forest. I got to be my first game. I just got to come out strong. I got to prove. I got to prove Arkansas State that, you know, they did. They done me wrong and stuff like that. So yeah, the first game that was my, that was just that was on my mind. Just have a good game. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't envision me to have like, one hundred sixty two yards, but I had. I did envision me to have a great game though. And like you said, you had an awesome first year at Presbyterian, and then after the season kind of made a surprise announcement, or at least a surprise announcement when I caught wind of it, and that was that they were moving to non-scholarship yeah. football. If you could just maybe take me through the day yeah. that they made that announcement to the team and what your initial thought was. Okay, well, during the season, like mid- midway in the season, it was like a rumor going around. I think when our team, they started like in the a, in a newspaper articles or something like that. So they uh, took a picture of it and sent it to the group chat, and it was just a talk of the town throughout the season, whatever. And we had a we had a meeting. The head coach we had a meeting about it, and he just told us that 
this been going on since he's been here. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, he didn't really think it was real serious. Just don't let this get in the way of our, what we trying to do of our season. You know what I'm saying? Don't let this be a distraction. So after the season, we had a meeting. He just told us, like, this is serious. He didn't know, and this is serious. And if you want to transfer, I, I'll help you out and stuff like that. So and now, how it. tough was it to leave the relationships that you made with your teammates? I saw that you had mentioned you developed a pretty close relationship with Rocky Sin. Uh, how tough was it to leave those guys? Uh, it was real tough. Yeah, it was real tough, especially the guys in my class. Um, really, Rocky Sin was was like I could say a big impact on my decision, also because. We had a conversation. Me and Rock had a conversation. He was saying that he was just he was gonna he was gonna stay, but uh, I think our head coach had helped helped him out so much, and he had got the opportunity to go to Temple. So he told me that he leaving and going to Temple. So I, my mind said, okay, I'm just going to. And then when you landed at Coastal Carolina, you just continued on just a really hot pace, and you've been contributing since you got there. What is it about that Coastal Carolina offense that fits you so well? Uh, you know, I just really like the offense. I feel like I'm the type of person that type of player I could play in the offense, and um, I'm just grateful that my coaches, my coaches, uh, believe in me and you know put me in positions to like basically uh carry the team and uh make plays. And you joined pretty elite company last season. There are only a couple of other running backs in program history, three to be exact. D'Angelo Henderson and Lorenzo Taliaferro both got time in the NFL, and then also Patrick Hall. They're the only other running backs in Coastal Carolina history to have a 1,000-yard rushing season. What does it mean to be ranked towards the top of running backs when it comes to the history of the program? Uh, that means a lot because, you know, playing this game and doing this, you you always want to be up there in history. You always want to leave a legacy. And uh, being, you know, being in a conversation of elite players like that, it, mean, it means a lot. You know, I talk, I talk to D'Angelo a lot. And, uh, you know, we just talk about, uh, you know, keep grinding, keep working. He tell me just keep working, keep working, you up next and stuff like that. So it means a lot to be, be in that conversation. I'm able to uh, – you know, my name's in the history books and I'm able to leave a list. And with today's game evolving, the days of the 30-carry running back, they're few and far between. You don't see it as often. Now the game is more so centered around backs that can give you combo touches, that can catch the ball and also run the ball inside and outside. You have the ability to do all of those things. How do you think your game yep. will translate to the NFL? I think my game will translate perfect. I mean, it's like perfect timing with me right now. I'm in a great position. So the only thing I got to do is just keep working and keep, um, you know, I can catch real well. But, you know, I always tune it up. You know what I'm saying? Tune up my route running and stuff like that. I feel like I'll be, I'll be, all, I'll be all right. And now, is playing in the NFL something that you always dreamed about? And would that be a dream come true? Most definitely. I always dreamed about this. I, um, I dreamed about this since I was – since I was five, I've been telling my mom I want to play in the NFL. And this will be yeah, this will be a dream come and true. And we talked about how you joined Elite Company last season with a thousand yards uh rushing, over a thousand yards rushing. You were also 
on the all Sun Belt team. What else can you do? What are your individual goals for the upcoming season? Um, for the upcoming season, my individual goals is just with the rushing yards, at least 1,300 or more. Um, touchdowns, 20 or more all-purpose touchdowns. Receiving yards, 300 or more receiving yards. And, uh, you know, getting the bowl game, get invited to the combine. And you know, and you, and like you talked about it, you know, uh, on the individual side. And now for the team, I guess, what are some of the team goals that you guys have discussed in the off season and throughout this whole coronavirus situation? Our team goal is just um, learning how to finish and um, going going to the Sun Belt Championship and winning the um, winning the Sun Belt. And also going to the bowl game, but I feel like our main goal is winning the Sun Belt because you know this, when you win the Sun Belt, the bowl game gonna happen. So winning the Sun Belt is our number one goal. And now sometimes people in the draft community or on draft Twitter, and you know what draft Twitter can be like, they refer to you as a sleeper. When you hear people say that you are a sleeper prospect. What does that do? Does that light an additional fire under you to go out there and show people, hey, I am not a sleeper. I am a top-end prospect? Yeah, most definitely light me up. When I see that, I just, you know, in my in my mind, I just tell myself that they calling you a sleeper prospect. Well, just wake them up. And now I want to discuss one other thing that will add value to your overall game, and that's on special teams. You've covered kicks and you've returned as well. Uh, I guess talk about where yeah. that ability comes from because having a, an all-conference running back contributing on special teams isn't always something that you see all the time. Yeah. Well, it comes from, I could be honest, it came from, you know, in high school, I've always been in positions where I always had to be on punt. I've always been on kickoff. i always been on kickoff turn and punt return. But uh, I really like punt. I really like punt. And I – um. Who taught me? Who taught me how to play the position that I play on point? The gunner position is Rocky Seen at PC. I was just really I was behind him. I was just learning him every day. How he just kind of practice. It don't matter what position he playing. It don't matter if it's special teams cornerback. He gonna play the position with high energy and you know he gonna play the special team position like it's the cornerback position. You know what I'm saying? He give it the same res- same respect. So. I got it. I really got it from him. And CJ, we spent a ton of time talking about you on the field and getting to know more about you and your accomplishments. But if you'll be good with me and if you'll transition, I want to go on to what most people have said is the most difficult part about this whole conversation. And I'm going to hit you with the first question. What is that song that you are embarrassed to admit you like? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but Janae Aiko. Mm-hmm. I know I listen. I listen to her most of the time. Like her mm-hmm. album, I love her album. I love her. Music. What's the dream car? My dream car. Um, I'm really not fascinated in cars, but I say my dream car is like Aston. Right, something fast, kind of like you on the field, huh? <laughs> Yeah, and what's been yeah, the most yeah. interesting college class that you've taken? Hmm. 
me think. When I was in PC, I took a, uh, I know I took a, uh, like a, a theater class. We were doing plays and stuff like that. That was really interesting. Now, what's the best restaurant somewhere close to campus? Uh, I think Big Mike Soul Food is the best restaurant. And now, what do I need to here. order over there at Big Mike's? Uh, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, uh, the cabbage. And cornbread. Mm, the cornbread. Now we're talking. That's me all day. Hey, yeah, now, CJ, this is going to be the last question that I got for you. If you won a million dollars and you could only donate it to one mm-hmm. charity or one cause, what would that be? Uh, I donate it to all the single moms that's, you know, that's in the poverty in the, uh, you know, in the United States. I just try to help them out and the single moms help pay their bills or, or um the ki- the kids their kids help them, you know, bought, get haircut for school, um back to school shopping, make sure they go on supplies, laptops and that's stuff awesome, like that. man. That's beautiful. And what's that one yeah. thing that we need to be on the lookout for with the Coastal Carolina program? Uh, mm-hmm. this year. The whole year. This year gonna be History. This year gonna be the first year that we uh coach Carolina go to a bowl game. We're gonna make we're gonna make You sure heard it happens. here first from CJ Marable. Coastal Carolina is gonna secure that first bowl berth. For CJ Marable, I am Craig Forrestall. Until next time, stay safe and be easy. Hey everybody, Craig Forstall. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of That Sports Guys podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy to catch all the latest updates and podcast episodes. Until next time, stay safe and be easy.